what happens as business owners is we get really stuck in thinking that everything matters. It all matters. If my content doesn't get out, if I don't produce something every single day, if I'm not in the limelight every day, if I'm not selling every day, if I'm not working with my clients every day, if I'm not giving more, right? Like how many of these thought patterns are seeded into our mind and we no longer have the discernment to sort what is really important and what isn't, what actually brings about growth and what doesn't. I'm Sonia Statman, and you're listening to Women in the Business Arena. Over the last 20 years, I've had the honor of working with thousands of women in business. During that time, I have been obsessed with finding a new way to operate business, one that eliminates hustle, supports ease, aligns with our values, and gives us a sustainable pathway to change the world. This podcast shares with you some of the lessons I've learned along the way. The conversations we have here are intimate, honest, and enlightening. It's like hanging out with friends who also happen to be pretty amazing business owners. Here we challenge what the world says business has to be to trailblaze a path of our own. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Women in the Business Arena. It is our first episode of the new season, and Laura and I are super excited to be here. Are you excited, Laura? I am excited to be here. It's exciting to have the fresh start. I love our seasons and where we have a topic that we really get to do, a deeper dive, and then it's exciting to start a new topic. I agree. I actually love it. I mean, prior to this, obviously, we didn't do seasons. We just kind of did one every week. But it's really nice to take a little break and then come back really renewed and fresh. And this season, I'm super excited. So last season, we did myth busting, which was really fun and different. This season, we really want to talk about a theme that is something that is a very core philosophy of mine. And it's really this idea that growth is a removal process. So I think in our society, we often look at growth as an add-on process, right? So we we try to do more and be more and learn more and get more education and, and do more self-development courses and do more yoga or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're aligned with that you think is more growth. It usually involves adding more to do, more to be, more to learn, more habits to create. And I actually feel like true growth is when we start to remove things that are no longer serving us, remove things that we no longer need. And that's the premise that I really want to explore this season. What do you think, Laura? Yes, I'm a big fan of the less is more camp. And yet I also fall into some challenges about executing on that. And yet I completely agree with what you just said. Growth in our culture, I think, is often perceived as adding to and in that we as entrepreneurs need to grow. If your business isn't growing, if you know, then it what's the point? Like, and for me, it's understanding that actually, no, it's it doesn't have to be scaling up, it doesn't have to be about growing. It can be about how do I just become more efficient with my time? How do I become more distilled? Like how do my offers or what I want to do just get more and more specific? Like, ooh, it's this this ideal client. 
this is the way that I work. This is, these are the hours I work within. These are the parameters. And as soon as I just pull away all of the extra and focus on what really lights me up, that's when I really flourish, I think. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, to kind of like sit in the sort of spiritual or esoteric lane for just a minute, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, looking at growth from this higher level, right? I think sometimes, you know, the way that I sort of describe it with my clients is like, um, you know, kind of concentric circles, almost like a ripple effect, right? And so what often happens is we have our essential self in the middle, and then we add all these layers as we grow, right? And we add all these layers as we, you know, grow into our fields and grow into our business and grow as a person and grow into relationships. And we kind of add on layers. Sometimes those layers are identities. Sometimes those layers are who we think we should be, right? We kind of add on all these layers. And the way that I look at growth and real growth is is that when we start to take away the layers, we get more clearly who we were always meant to be, right? It's like we get more down to that essential self. We come back to the center. We get grounded in who we are. And I think that is very, very powerful growth. And it, it takes like this real flip of our script to understand that and look at it so differently. And in business, you know, most people look at business, like you were saying, as adding on more income and, and more employees and more scaling. But not all of us want to be bigger, right? Sometimes we want to be, like you said, more efficient. We might want to make more money even, but we want to do it more efficiently with a lot more freedom, right? We actually want to do it all with less. And I think this is a really important framework. But I wanted to kind of share that description because I think we don't always have kind of the visual of what that could look like. Yeah, I really appreciate that, the concentric circles, because that resonates with me and it is very much in alignment with the framework that I use when I'm working with clients when I use IFS. We've talked about this. Internal family systems is often about getting back to the essential self, getting access to the self-energy, which is curious and compassionate and calm and uh, centered, you know, and it's the layering of identities that form over time. And in our life, as we experience wounds, trauma, different experiences, we develop protectors and managers, and we have these inner children that are wounded or exiled. So in that framework with my clients, it's so interesting that you mentioned how we get back to the center, because that's what we do by going in and we journey to all the different parts of ourselves that may not be necessary anymore that we might need to integrate and get closer to the self and really either release or unburden those parts or just give them different assignments, give them different jobs to help the whole person in the self be more in alignment with, with who they really are, their wisdom, you know, to be more efficient because that's a core value of mine. I mean, you know, it's like in psychology too, we can have all these labels or identities or frameworks around how we feel about ourselves. But you know, if you really start to get clear, like, ah, oh, this is who I am. It's a way of moving in the world that's consistent. It's simple. People resonate with it, right? How often do we use terminology like, 
um, that person was so accessible or I just felt like they were just so clear. There was something really simple about how they said that or how their business is, you know, we're, we as human organisms are drawn, you know, to simplicity. We're also drawn to complexity, but not in that energetic way. Like our, our brain is our most expensive organ in our body. So if things are too complex, our brain is using way too much energy <laughs> to get through yeah. that. So we've evolved to recognize things that are simple patterns, that are asymmetrical, you know? And so it's funny if you just, as we're talking, kind of pull it back here, let's go to the mountaintop and let's think, why do we like simplicity? There's so many biological reasons, there's psychological reasons, and there's just practical good sense to it, right? Yeah. I love that. And I love I love this whole explanation about the internal family systems because I'm like, yeah, there's lots of little people I'd like to drop off, you know. Like, <laughs> like can we it's like I kind of imagine it like being on a bus and like, okay, thank you. Thank you, identity. Now you can kind of, you know, step off the bus. I'm ready to let you go. You know, I love the idea of dropping all these people, kind of, you know, and and giving ourselves more space and more freedom. And I and I think, you know, one of the reasons why this removal process is so important. Important. And, and we can look at this on that macro and micro level. Internally, it's very important to grow as a person, to grow as a leader, to grow as an individual, to grow as a human. And for a business, it's also important is because like the removal process is what creates freedom. And this is a really good kind of underscoring topic to explore because so many people in business and so many people in the world think that freedom comes when you have lots of money, that freedom comes when your business grows bigger, freedom comes when you have more clients. Really, the whole world's chasing for freedom, but they're doing it in the wrong way. Freedom does not come from more. Freedom comes from removing all these things that no longer serve us, removing who we aren't, removing patterns that no longer serve us. And that's actually where freedom lies, both in our business and in our personal life. And so this is why this is such an important topic. Yes. With that expansion in your business comes a lot of extra responsibility. It's not as easy as one might think of like, oh, I get to this point where I'm making all this money and then I just hire everyone to do the work for me and it's going to be easy. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just let me just, it's like my cackle, my witch cackle or something like, like literally just, yeah, that is so funny, but so true. And it's like, it is freaking hard to hire. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Really yeah. Like, Everyone has <laughs> that in the definite like rose colored glasses, like the process yeah. of hiring the right people. And, and it's just, I think a part of growth that we don't talk about, like the myths of growth. I mean, just to bring it back to last season a little bit, there's these myths that we have that if we just grow big enough, it'll just get easier. We'll hire more. But the reality isn't, we're not, you know, definitely I'm not trying to discourage people from growing and expanding, but you can work smarter and you can grow smarter. And I think to your point, it's about removing the things that aren't actually supporting your growth. And we don't see that there's like blinders on sometimes, and we're just growing and growing and growing. And, you know, I like to share before we jumped on this call, I was like, oh, this makes this conversation or this topic makes me think of the metaphor of tending plants, which I'll admit, mm. I'm not a great green thumb, so I can probably <laughs> need to work on this. But what's really interesting, I had a plant recently that I've been tending to because um, we had a little bit of indoor cat 
issue in the soil. So the pH balance got out. So I had to replant it and I'm giving it a lot of love. And it has brown spots and parts of the 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 leaves towards the bottom that are starting to die off. And the reality is, is that is that plant is moving towards growth by getting rid of and discarding the parts that no longer serve it. So it's like, oh, I could be sending this yellow leaf or this brown spot leaf all my energy, or I could drop it off and focus on the ones that are really growing here, the ones that are doing well. So it's kind of like this pruning process that I think for women entrepreneurs specifically, it's hard because we just think we kind of have to keep going. You know, it's like, well, we've been doing all this. We can't let other people down and we just got to keep going and keep going. But sometimes you just have to step back and you have to look around and give yourself permission to prune all of the garden so that you can really get to the blossoms, <laughs> get yeah. to the good stuff. Permission to prune is the, <laughs> yeah. is the theme this season, right? Like we're all going to be pruning ourselves and our businesses this season. So every topic, every conversation is going to be about a different way to prune ourselves. I, I love that metaphor because, you know, it really is so true. Like the, the more you cut back the things that are no longer serving the plant, the more nutrients it can access, the more, the more efficient their systems are. Like it's so much better. And the more it grows and the more beautiful it is. And that's true for us too. Absolutely. Yes. And we are, I mean, or I'll speak for myself. I will get caught up with the growing or the adding on often when I'm trying to chase something, right? When I, when I'm kind of like, I see that I want to get somewhere and I start adding on the things. And I mean, I I like to call them bells and whistles, you know, it's trying to add on all the bells and whistles. But the reality is like recently in my women who co-work business, my business partner and I were, we're in a transition. We're trying to look at everything that's changed um, since COVID. Like how do our members really need us to show up right now? And we got caught up again, trying to do all the bells and whistles for a moment. And we both got exhausted. So that's something to pay attention to. Pay attention to your energy levels when you're really starting to brainstorm about your business and maybe you're getting ideas of we could do this and we could do this. But if your energy starts to drop and you start to get a little fuzzy and exhausted, that's a good sign. And she and I both felt it. And we were like, no, 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 no. Simplicity, more simple, less complicated, right? And I think that that is what we're talking about today is exactly what I've just felt like I went through in that process. And now we're just going to focus on something that's like basic for now. Like this is our basic offer. This is the essential, you know, secret sauce of what we do anyway. So let's just streamline it and prune all the extra stuff. And then we'll see what grows from there too, right? Because if you really prune things off, sometimes you have new growth that is almost effortless. Like there's just this, you know, increase of energy or of product or service or yeah, 
100%. And I, I think a lot of those times when we um, are, you know, even in that self-development phase, when we start to, when we get a new insight, right? It's almost like, are we release something? Or maybe we have a good cry, right? Like there's, there's some kind of like removal shift in our consciousness and we start to experience so much expansion, right? And with that expansion, we get energy and we have this, all this renewal, right? Like that is growth, like that expansion feeling. And sometimes we will try to physically expand ourselves or our business in many different ways. And we don't feel that. We don't feel that real expansion. It's like it's a calculated expansion. And I think this is, you know, if we get back down to the roots of so much of what you and I talk about and what we do in the collective as well, it really is about the the somatic sense, right? It's trusting our somatic senses is trusting our feeling to know that our calculated expanse, our growth is not always a real growth. And so it's being able to trust that feeling, just like you said, Laura, you know, being able to notice when your energy drops in a, in, you know, you're in a growth phase, you're growing something in your business and all of a sudden your energy drops. And that's a really important time to look and feel why is my energy dropping? What is misaligned? What is not moving smoothly? Um, and, you know, sometimes it can be hard to kind of step back and allow yourself that permission to prune. And sometimes the great ideas we have are actually the ones we have to prune. <laughs> and so it's being really like honest and open with that. Yes, which means not getting so attached to our business as identity. Like in order to really prune things back and simplify, you have to just know that that there's things you can let go of. Maybe you were really excited, but if we kind of over-identify, and this is something I talk with my entrepreneur clients a lot, trying to help them discern, like, are they blended, you know, are they too blended in with the business so that like letting the business get more efficient means dropping off certain things that don't work. But if they're super attached, like, oh, I was the first one to bring this to market. And then now if I let that go, then I am not no longer innovative, you know, or something that you just, you have this story and it's like, let it go. And it's not about you. It's whatever the business or the market can handle. And there'll be other opportunities to innovate, but you don't want to hold on to something because you're attached to what it says about you or your business, right? So that over-identification can make it hard to release and let go. Yeah. And we're definitely going to be approaching, you know, some of the like both practical and psychological things that we have to navigate in this issue, right? Like, you know, we understand that removing things, that real growth that happens, it's not always easy. And, you know, we do get attached to things and we do hit fear and we do, you know, get scared to let things go. And so we're going to acknowledge that and work through some of that this season. But I think, you know, it's, it's just kind of starting with understanding this framework, right, that you can grow both yourself and your business by doing less, not more. Yeah. And I think this is what people are craving. I really feel like so many people need less. They want less and they just don't know the path forward to creating that. Absolutely. Actually, this just made me remember that I had seen a trailer and so I was interested in watching the new show where Marie Kondo has taken her spark joy 
uh, framework. So, you know, her work was really popular. Her book around organization was really possible, uh, really popular because she was basically telling people whatever no longer sparks joy, let it go, right? Let it go. And people flocked to that idea and found so much relief in realizing that they could bring that. And she comes from an organized, you know, being an organizer, professional organizer. So she brought that framework and she has this new net, I think it's on Netflix, where she's actually going in and helping businesses do it with their Mm. physical, it's a reorg of their physical space. But this is exactly what she's trying to help them do is whatever doesn't serve you, let it go. Whatever doesn't spark your joy, let it go. Whoever no longer needs to be on the bus with you, say, thank you for your service. You are now (laughs) retired and bye-bye. Yes. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is when we start to look through this framework, what it does is it really allows us to look at what matters and what doesn't, right? Because what happens as business owners is we get really stuck in thinking that everything matters. It all matters. If my content doesn't get out, if I don't produce something every single day, if I'm not in the limelight every day, if I'm not selling every day, if I'm not working with my clients every day, if I'm not giving more, right? Like how many of these thought patterns are seeded into our mind and we no longer have the discernment to sort what is really important And what isn't? What actually brings about growth and what doesn't? And this is the question that I'm excited about this whole season because we can't possibly answer that question in this one podcast episode, which is why we're going to talk about it on multiple, you know, episodes because there's a lot, there are many different ways to look at this and there's the psychological, there's the practical, there's, you know, certain, um, things that are more business and certain things that are, you're going to be your personal growth. Right. And I think this couldn't have been actually better timed for me personally. I think we're going to go through a little bit of my own, (laughs) just try to show up and, um, can you all please help me just uh, bring it back? Because I'm just laughing at myself too, as I'm listening to you, I'm ready to restart my newsletter. I kind of let my newsletter go because it was too much and it was definitely pruned, but now I'm kind of wanting to bring it back and just have something simple. And, and I'm trying to get clear about what is it that I want to say. And I found someone out there that's marketing content writer, you know, and I gravitated towards her because she said, let me show you the simple framework, like a simple newsletter once a month, like say everything you need to say. And I thought, wow, really? <laughs> I could just do a simple newsletter once, once a, a month. month. Please yes. give that to me. Yes. It's so funny how we're almost wired to over-deliver and wired to do more. And like, why can't we do a once a month newsletter, right? Why does it have to be weekly? Or in my case, twice a week, (laughs) because, you know, I'll be unpacking my over-delivery a lot this season. (laughs) There's extremes here. Yeah. Sonia's twice a week. I'm trying to get once a month in. Exactly. You know, but I think that like, it's great. Like this is such a rich topic because we live it, right? Like you, like you and I have been navigating this in different ways and fashions for a long time. And it's not just us. It's every client we both had. It's, you know, so many people are really 
kind of, you know, in this habitual pattern of taking on more and doing more. And we all have a different flavor of that. We all have a little bit of a different, you know, pattern around it. But if you boil it down to it, a lot of us are still over-delivering, over-giving, over-doing, over-adding on, over-functioning, right? There's all these ways. And so unpacking that And really, if anything, if we can, you know, really reinforce the idea that you have permission to prune. Yes. Yes. That's the takeaway, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Permission to prune and maybe to gently kick some people off the bus. Some of your inner inner identities that are no longer surfacing, love them, give them some gratitude, and then invite them to step off. So- that means that as we are letting go and pruning and um, unpacking things, then we have a lot more room. We have a lot more space in our life and in our business. And I think that is the key coming back to the concentric circles and that groove is that how do you grow if there's no space? Like, right. And if we just keep hoarding and hoarding and hoarding all of these things that we think are necessary and we have to keep them in order to, you know, even just meet other people's expectations or to meet our own thoughts of what it means to be successful in business. What are we actually limiting by doing that? I'll be curious to explore that one a little bit more too with that, with our season. What are we limiting? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is something I'm really exploring in myself right now because I've been feeling this urge to really go inward a lot more, right? Mm-hmm. To be yeah, me too. To sit to like this morning I just sat on my mat and I just listened to music and I just like sat with everything, right? Like I'm just really feeling this need to ground and to to get more clear, right? To prune in this really important way what really matters, what is really important, what am I here to do, right? Like mm-hmm. really – because, you know, I think all of us and especially, you know, those who of us who've been in business for so long, you know, I have a lot of habits and things that I do out of habit, right? And things that I give out of habit and things that I teach out of habit. And if I don't step back and really give myself permission to assess what really matters, then I'll just keep doing my habitual things. I'll keep giving the same things. And it loses its power, right? It's like there's the, you know, the reason I love this sort of metaphor of pruning is because when we prune, we give our power back to ourselves, right? We give ourselves more power, more energy, more to be able to utilize. So we're less limited in our growth. But I think when we don't prune, we're, it's like we're, we're limiting ourselves in all kinds of ways. It's like none of our branches reach high ground, right? That's right. I, I think that's the case. You know, we're not really reaching our potential when we're holding on to everything so tightly instead of just trusting to let go. And I love what you said about habits because we are humans, we are habitual creatures, but we also have the ability to reflect and to reorient and relate to ourselves in new ways. But that takes pruning away, you know, to really make more space to be able to, to listen 
to our bodies because we get in these habitual responses and we don't even notice all of the sense data, right? All of the sensations that are sending information to the brain and the brain is making automatic judgment calls because like, oh yeah, know what that feels like. Oh yeah. Exhausted, tired. Apparently we just override that one and push the gas pedal until we're exhausted. Okay. (laughs) You know, it's like that does become automatic where you stop paying attention to the sensations in your body and you're not always doing what's best for yourself. You're doing what you're kind of in an autopilot to do. So what can happen when we remove and let go and get down to sort of the essentials is that you may discover that there are new ways of responding to that data. There's a whole new experience waiting to happen. And, you know, and I think it's important to recognize that, you know, and you were kind of, you know, briefly touched on this earlier, Laura, that, that our brain can only hold so much. It can only do so much. And, you know, if we, if we overwhelm it, it, it's like, you know, the computer is all clogged up, right? You know, and we can't really receive the same things. We can't see creative possibilities. And I think that, you know, given the way that we view growth now in business and in life, that, you know, it's just continuing to add on, add on, add on. We're, we're really running down our CPUs, right? We're really overloading our systems. And then we miss data. We miss information. We miss wisdom. We miss insight. We miss intuition. We miss opportunities. Whereas when we slow down, when we create space, when we minimize that CPU overload, mm-hmm. we're able to see so much more and then make very different decisions. Yes, because this human body was not given an external hard drive or an option to buy more cloud storage. <laughs> it's like, yes. sorry to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> but yeah, we don't really have that. So we no. have to learn to be very aware of energy deposits and energy withdrawals. You know, how are we working that energetic exchange, that energy management that happens in the body? And sometimes when everything has just gotten, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm kind of thinking I'm seeing a messy overloaded closet, you know, when things are just completely just, you keep going and keep going, keep stuffing in, stuffing and stuffing, then there's not efficient energy management there. Everything is stuck and can't grow and you can't get new ideas. So I think it's just really, really important. And, um, and, and just to speak about the, there's this really great book and that's where I was just thinking about the energy deposits and withdrawals is, um, the secret life of the brain. I think, Mm. um, I think it's Dr. Lisa Feldman is the author. And, um, so if you're interested in more of just like how the brain actually works, like the energy exchange of what's happening between the body brain budget, she calls that it's in that, in that book, the, the secret life of the brain. And I find it fascinating because we have misperceptions about what makes us more effective, more productive, more creative. It's, it's often the opposite of what really is going to help the brain body work most efficiently. Yes. And when we remove things, we are more efficient, more creative, more alive. And there's so much more that happens 
when we start to remove all these things that are unneeded and not servicing us anymore. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great topic. And I'm glad today we could just kind of introduce it, you know, explore what it means. And then we're going to dive into it in all kinds of different little facets over the next 11 weeks. So anything you want to wrap up with today, Laura? Just that I'm looking forward. Let the pruning begin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Did you enjoy the show? Are you excited about this season's topic? I know I am. What could you remove from your life and business to create more space, freedom, wealth, and joy? Want to take this topic to the next level and watch your life and business really grow? Join us in the collective. Unlike most business groups and programs that add more to your to-do list, the collective focuses on letting go of what isn't working, what isn't serving you, and what doesn't bring you joy. You can learn more at worthywomencollective.com. Until next time, take care of yourself.